Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose podcast. I am your host, Desiree Siegfried, and I just want to welcome you here today. I hope that you are doing well, that you are finding hope amongst the chaos right now. You know, the past couple weeks have made my heart and my mind really heavy. Um, I have questioned a lot. I have read a lot. I have looked inside myself to really see what I feel, what I believe, and I have done what I know best, and that is to seek out the Word of God. And I hope that many of you are doing so as well, because there are so many narratives, there are so much information out there, and the only information we need in our lives right now so that we are not deceived, so that we can fulfill what God wants of us so that we can believe what he wants of us. And that is to really seek out scripture and to believe in our faith. And sometimes, you know, the heart and the mind can be deceived by wrong information or our own questioning. And when we open our minds and we open our hearts to too much questioning, that is when we can be deceived. And that is when deception is allowed in. So that's when we have to stand firm on the word of God, stand firm on his truth and stand firm on his scriptures. And so I was going to talk about identity again this week, but you know what? God has really put it on my heart to share a very um, scripture-based message with you. And I believe this is what he is calling for all of us to do during this time. This is what he wants of us. This is what he is, his intention is for all that is happening. He wants to awaken us to his love, to his truth, to his salvation, and to his spirit. So I just pray that you, whether you are a believer or not, I pray that you stay with me and that you open your hearts and you open your mind to what God has given me to share with you today. Um, It may be heavy because it might be hitting the right spot in your heart, but I just pray that you stay with me and that we can really get through our own questions and we can get through what is going on in this world today, that we can get through it together as a body of Christ, as followers of Christ, that we can help one another understand what God wants for us. And I just, um, I'm just so thankful that I am able to reach you today and hopefully share some insight into what um, God is leading me to share. Okay, so I'm not going to lie, I haven't done a fully scripture-based message yet, and it's one of my first where I felt very led to each and every verse um, to share today, and so hope that you stay with me for each and every scripture that I'm going to share, because each one has a meaning and has a fulfillment in the overall message that I would love to get across to you today. So... First off, I just want to say, like, I love my brothers and sisters, no matter the color. I am all for black lives because they are God made. We are God made. We all are created by God for a purpose. And the the second greatest commandment is to love our neighbor. So I just hope we all can take that to heart and know that Jesus would never turn an eye or his heart towards someone being oppressed, someone hurting. And so it's really important to not just see these movements or see these people as like for what the agenda is or for what the narrative is and to really seek what the heart is and to be there for our neighbors, to give them a helping hand and to listen. Because 
when we listen, that is when we truly love. And I think that's in every single relationship, that's in friendships, that's in marriage, that's in our children. It is in every single relationship that all we want to do is be heard. That is literally what we want from our spouse and from those around us. And that is how we show love. And so we really do need to listen and lend a hand where we can. But with that said, as believers, we have to see God's truth. And we have to understand what he wants from us in order to hear these other narratives and hear these agendas and to hear everything and all the noise on social media. And we have to be able to take that and compare it to the word of God in order to know where we stand and what we believe. And so with that said, I'm just going to start real quickly. I'm going to share um, kind of what I feel God is awakening us to, you know, like he's awakening us to something larger than anything of this world. And so first off, I want to share with you what I feel the charge is against us. Um, This was the charge against Israel, but I do feel like that's symbolic to what is going on today. And it is truly a charge against his followers. It's a charge against the church and a charge for us to be awakened to because I feel so often we can be complacent in our life and be content and not even realize the sin in our lives or not even realize um, what we're doing wrong. And so it's important to stay open-minded and to really open our eyes and our hearts to what God is trying to tell us. And so I felt very led by Hosea 4, 1 through 9, and I turned right to it this morning um, when I start you know, I've been questioning a lot and trying to ask God what is going on. And these are just specific verses that have come to me. Um, and so that's why I'm sharing this message. But so the charge against Israel um, is in Hosea 4, 1 through 9. And I just want you to listen to it. Um, it's lengthy, but I feel like it does tend to present day. And I think we do need to be awakened to it. Like, the Bible offers a lot of hard things to read and we can't just ignore it and think, oh no, just, you know, God would never do that or um, that's not what he means. And we're sometimes changing verse to fit our own lives or to fit our own narratives. And I think that's why what's happening is really bringing us to the truth and to what he truly means in his scriptures for us in our lives today. And so here I go. <laughs> Hosea 4, 1 through 9. Hear the word of the Lord, you Israelites, because the Lord has a charge to bring against you who live in the land. There is no faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement of God in the land. There is only cursing, lying, and murder, stealing, and adultery. They break all bounds, and bloodshed follows bloodshed. Because of this, the land dries up, and all who live in it waste away. The beasts of the field, the birds in the sky, and the fish in the sea are swept away. But let no one bring a charge, let no one accuse another, for your people are like those who bring charges against a priest. You stumble day and night, and the prophets stumble with you. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priest, because you have ignored the law of your God. I will also ignore your children. The more priests there were, the more they sinned against me. They exchanged their glorious God for something disgraceful. They feed on the sins of my people and relish their wickedness. And it will be like people, like priests. I will punish both of them for their ways and repay them for their deeds. 
I know that's really heavy to take in. And that seems kind of like, I don't know, something you don't want to hear right now, because we are living in such um, a negative time where there's just so much fear and there's so much going on. And I don't want this to be something that gets you down. And that's why I hope you stay with me because I have something more encouraging um, to give to you right after this. So the charge I feel that God is giving us is that he is trying to wake us up to what is happening and to what we need to do. So he is calling us out. He says, but let no one bring a charge. Let no one accuse another. And I feel like that is all that is going on right now is we're all pointing finger, fingers at everyone else. And no one is really looking inward to be like, how can I change my life? How can I change my heart? How can I look towards God? And we're all looking towards other people to blame or to say, you're not right. Or you're not right. And that is not what he wants of us. And he says that there is no faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement of God in the land. And that is because we are believing our own will. We are believing our own information. We are believing those of mortals and not of God. And so he's really just calling us out like it is. He is like, you know what? You lack knowledge. And that was one of the key phrases that came to me is that we lack understanding. And because we lack understanding, we are easily deceived and we are easily open to information that is not truth. And so I want you to look deep down into your heart and question, you know, question like the people that you're following question, what you are believing. Is that truth? Or is it just truth that you now believe? And so I think that is what Hosea 4, 1 through 9 is really saying and what God is asking of us. You know, he is wanting us to first see ourselves in a different light, see what our hearts are feeling, because it's easy to be deceived. And that's why we have to really, truly guard our hearts against all of the information that is out there, to be completely honest. And we really need to seek knowledge and we need to seek his word for knowledge and that's also why it's really hard sometimes to speak out or speak um, what I feel the masses are saying, because deep down, I don't know if I believe it. I believe how God would live. I believe how Jesus lived his life. And I believe that we should um, emulate that the best we can. We are human and we will sin every day, but that's why there's grace. And so I do believe we are meant truly, truly to love our neighbors as ourselves. But in that loving we have to be aware of the false information or we have to be aware of what he truly wants for us. So I really want you to dig down deep and to look into your heart and to see what are you believing? Why are you believing it? Is it because someone is credible? Is it because someone else told you? Or is it because it was from the Holy Spirit and it was from the scriptures? Because if it's not, if we're not comparing information with the word of God, then that is just going to be our downfall. And we are not going to even realize that we are sinning or that we are going against God because we won't even know it in our hearts. So I think we just need to really first understand what deception is and to truly see it what it is and look into our hearts and um, see if we are being deceived. You know, we have to understand if that's what's happening or if we truly are following God's truth. So with that, that charge that I felt is against us, um, I mean, there's so many in the Bible. Um, there's also a lot of other ones that have come to mind, but for some reason, Hosea came 
to um, mine first. And also, I just happen to turn to it. So I do believe God wants to share that with you and also to help you understand the severity of what is happening and why you are a part of it and why you are important in this story, in this life, why you do have a purpose right now. You have a purpose to stand up for what is right and what is right is in the Bible. So, and it comes from God. So (laughs) with that, although that was really heavy to hear, I want to give you the promise of God and the promise of, you know, his truth. And when we do believe, you do not have to fear. You don't have to fear evil. You don't have to fear the unknown because that is what faith is believing in a higher purpose and trusting that he has us. And so I'm going to share Isaiah 51, four through eight. And it says, listen to me, my people, hear me, my nation. Instruction will go out from me. My justice will bring a light to the nations. My righteousness draws near speedily. My salvation is on the way and my arm will bring justice to the nations. The islands will look to me and wait in hope for my arm. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. Look at the earth beneath. The heavens will vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out like a garment and its inhabitants die like flies. But my salvation will last forever. My righteousness righteousness will never fail. Hear me, you who know what is right. You people who have taken my instruction to heart. Do not fear the reproach of mere mortals or be terrified by their insults. For the moth will eat them up like a garment. The worm will devour them like wool. But my righteousness will last forever. My salvation through all generations. I want to really take this to heart and really bring to light what he wants for us. And what he wants for us is his salvation, which is just its believing in him, believing in Jesus and believing that, you know, he is alive in us. That is what our creator wants. Just like you, you know, create, if you're a mother or a father, just as you created your little human beings because of God, you want them to love you right back, right? And that is the same for God. He wants us to love him as a father and he wants us to see what he wants for us. You know, he has a plan and he wants us to see that his salvation lasts forever. His righteousness will never fail. So no matter what is going on in the world today, no matter if we are in the end times, like his salvation lasts forever. So if you want life and not death, choose the Lord, choose God, because he fills us with life. He fills us with his Holy Spirit and he fills us with truth and a promise. And his promise is true. His promise is to never leave us. And I just, I want you to really sink that in into your heart and into your mind to know that whatever is going on in this world, his salvation never ends. His salvation never flees, you know, and it's never changing. And with that, I'm also going to, this is one that I always keep in mind, no matter where I am in life. And that's Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is one verse to always give you hope. No matter what is going on, know that you do not have to fear for he is with you. You don't have to be dismayed because he is your God. He will strengthen you and help you wherever you are. And he holds you with his righteous right hand. 
So you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid of believing in him. You don't have to be afraid of tomorrow with COVID and everything else that's going on. You don't have to be afraid. Just turn to him and he will help you. He'll guide you. You know, he, um, he wants to grant us the desires of our hearts because he gives those to us. And so for all that is going on, he wants our salvation. He wants us to come to him. And I believe that's the ask. He wants us to repent of our sins. He, I feel like, especially as a church, as a whole body of Christ, he wants people to realize first what is going on, which is the charge. And he wants us to see ourselves in that light. And in that, he wants our hearts. In that, he wants our repentance. He wants us to say, I am sorry for what I've believed. I am sorry for all I have done. But I give my heart and my life to you. I surrender it all to you. Please, Lord, use me in the way that you intended Show me what you want for my life. Please, Lord, I believe in your son. I open my heart to you. And you know what? That is what he wants from us. He wants repentance. But he also wants us to know that with repentance comes that promise that we do not have to fear. You know, like I live my life so free because I don't fear. I don't become anxious because I know that he's got me. You know, like I can give him my worries. I can give him my stress. I can give him my pain and he takes it for me. You know, he goes before us. We do not have to be afraid. And so with that, with the repentance, with repentance is and salvation. He wants us to live and believe in him. And with that is taking up our cross and following him. And in a, you know, in our society today, in our world today, it, it's very difficult to, um, you know, walk boldly in faith, to walk, to sometimes be a minority in that because so many people do question God right now or question what is going on or if they even believe. And so, you know, he wants us to take up our cross and follow him no matter what the, you know, no matter what's going to happen. You know, it's a surrender. It's um, sacrificing our lives for the, for God, you know, like he brought us here. He has a purpose for us and he just wants us to believe in him. And so I feel like the action, you know, the action that he wants for us are in two verses. And so, well, actually I have quite a few, but, um, the first one that came was Mark 8, 34 through 38. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world but lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever, therefore, shall be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed." When he cometh in the glory of his father with the holy angels. This one really stuck with me today as I was um, preparing this message because he had called the people unto him and his disciples to say, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. And then um, 
after that, it says, whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And I feel like that can be very confusing, um, especially for anyone new to scripture or new to the Bible or new to faith. And, you know, there's another one that I've, I've mentioned before, and I hold it dear is I found my life when I laid it down. And what that truly means is that when I gave my life and my worries and everything and my, you know, when I gave everything to the Lord, when I finally, you know, for myself, committed my heart to God and really seeked his word and his purpose for my life, I did feel I let go of an old life. I let go of a life that was living for my fleshly desires. I was living for the day-to-day of the the fun, the excitement, and sin. You know, I was living in sin. And once I let go of that old life and and I changed it to be a life living for God, you do. You save your life by losing your old ways. Because he says, you know, like he says that his salvation is with us always. You know, his righteousness will never fail. And so when we do give our life to him, we are giving up our old ways and that is giving us everlasting life. You know, it says saving his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake in the gospels, the same shall save it. So when we are going out and we are using our life to reach other people, to share his gospel, to bring others to him, it might seem like we are losing our life or sacrificing our life to do this work in eternity and in the spiritual world, we are saving our life. And I just hope that sits in that. I do feel like day to day we live in the flesh, you know, um, I want chocolate over fruit or I want to do this thing over what I feel God wants for me. And I have to check myself every single day, you know, am I, am I living my life or am I living the life he wants for me? And so with everything that's going on, I think we do need to question that as well. And he wants us to take up our cross and follow him. And he's asking believers to share the word with others. You know, he doesn't want us. One of the big things that came to me is, um, you know, Romans 12 too, which is, um, to not be conformed to the way of the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it is so true. Because it is like, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and not conform to just the patterns of the world that are wrong. You know, we need to be able to trust his will for our life. And in order to do that, we have to renew our mind each and every day. That doesn't mean seeking social media for answers. That doesn't mean going to, you know, our authorities or our our government officials. It's like, we need to seek God for ourselves each and every day. (laughs) And I have, you know, I've been guilty of, you know, sharing information that I thought was to be right and without even seeking the Lord. And I, you know, I've been convicted of it. And I was, that's why I spent the whole last week really just heavy in my thoughts, heavy in my mind of how to go about this time that we're in and truly what God wants for his followers. And this is why this message is important for me to get out. Even if it is um, a little out of my comfort zone, I know that he wants you to hear it. I know that he wants me to share it. And so that is what I will do. And, you know, he does, he wants us, the action that he wants from us is repentance and for us to pick up our cross and follow him. And what that means as a disciple or as a follower is, to share with others. How quick are we 
to jhana movement or how quick are we to share information to to bring justice to the world how quick are we to do that yet how quick are you to mention the word of god to your friends and family i just want that to sink in a little bit because how bold are we to speak of the world but not of him or what he's done in your life and i truly hope that we all can be convicted of that because even as covid has come and you know churches have been closed I've been convicted of what's going on now and like how quick I am to fight for justice for, you know, for a race that has been oppressed, but yet none of us fought to open up the church to be able to have gatherings. And I know there's, that's a whole other thing, but think about it. We can, we can protest in big, large groups for a, for um, our brothers and sisters, but yet we can't even fight to open up the church or gather in his name, like something's going on. You know what I mean? Like, that's not right. And I think we do need to be convicted of that to be like, wow, where do I stand with God? Like, I need to lay my life down to take up his, to take up my cross and follow him. I don't know. That was just a thought that's been running through my mind of like, wow, like even as a church, like as a body of Christ, I don't know one church or one, you know, pastor that we, we didn't fight or we didn't even seek a a, a a way to really gather except for internet, but you know, two or more gather. So is he. So I don't know. I just was convicted of that. And I feel like he wants his church to rise up in this time. He wants justice (laughs) for himself. He wants us to believe and he wants us to share. He wants a movement for him, for Christ. I mean, if we all made signs and said, you know, (laughs) Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And we all protested and people saw by example that we believe in God and we believe in Jesus. That's the one thing that, um, oh my gosh, I'm going in a whole other direction. But another thing by living by Christ and laying my life down, it's really being an example of that. He doesn't want us to believe, but yet our life looks different on the outside. Where people looking into our lives don't see him, you know, he wants us to be a light. And so he wants us to use our faith and use our stories and our journey to really bring his faith and his truth to other people. I was given a, a vision the um, last week when, um, when I was trying to seek, you know, answers and stuff. And I, I drew it out, which I'll probably share soon. But um, what I drew was an image of myself, but this pertains to everyone. It was a photo, a picture of me sitting on a dock fishing. And so I have a fishing pole in my hand and I have the fishing line going down into the water. And in the water are different fish with different names of people. So like Bob, Sally, you know, (laughs) all of that. And the bait of my fishing line had words that were grace, love, peace, listening. And I had these words that were the bait in order to reach the fish who are people. So as followers, if we are called to be fishers of men, we are not going to, you know, raise awareness of God in our lives by hate or by judgment or by criticism. You know, like we are going to reach the fish who are people with using bait of love, of kindness, 
And so on the other side of my, my photo that I drew, I drew myself or, you know, a person on a deck with the fishing line into the water and the, the fish that had names, the same names, they weren't even near the bait because the bait was what we're not supposed to do. If you are living your life with bait that is hate, criticism, judgment, you know, like the fish were repulsed by it. And so the fish swarmed away. They didn't even come near the bait because they didn't want any part of that. So if we are fishing for men, if we are trying to share the good news with other people, there is no way and no chance that we will be able to do that if we are not reflecting a heart of Jesus. If we are trusting our own will, if we're trusting our own judgment, and if we are being quick to judge other people, or we are being quick to snap or quick to comment or quick to hate on us, another person, that is not what we are called to do. Just want to make that clear. <laughs> we need to be like the image that I first drew. We need to put our fishing line in the, in the water and we want to live with love and peace and honor and just the way Jesus lived. And that is how we will be able to reach other people. And that is what truly he has called us to do. You know, I'm going to share James 4, 7 through 10. It says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. That really um, was something that I turned to as well because I think this is what he wants. You know, it's the same as repentance. He, he wants us to understand our ways. Have we been haughty? Have we been arrogant? Or have we been, um, have we been deceived? And he wants us to search our hearts to know if we have sinned. And, you know, even if you haven't, it's a great time to repent and just to ask for forgiveness. Ask for things you may not even know. Like, be like, dear God, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of things I have done, I have believed, I have said that are not of you. You know, he just wants us to seek him and to to want to seek understanding and wisdom, his wisdom, not other people's wisdom. He wants us to seek his wisdom. And so with that um, said, I'm, I, 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 I just, I love Romans 12 too, because we do not want to conform to the pattern of this world. And oftentimes conforming means fitting in, but you know what? He hasn't called us to fit in. <laughs> he has called us to live out his life, his word, and to, to share with others. So if that means that, like what I'm doing right now, if that means that I'm not going to fit in or be popular, who cares? Because I am living for God. I'm not living for other people. And I think we need to keep that in mind all the time. I think so many times when we post something on Instagram or when we share something, we want it to be loved by everyone. And we want to be popular in that or be liked. And you know what? That is not what he has called us here for. You know, he has a purpose for us. And 
you know, I want to mention too, you know, that there's gifts of the spirit and we all have a gift. If that means you are a teacher or you, um, you like to serve others, or if you give generously, you know, or if you show mercy, like, or if you give encouragement, like those are all gifts from God. And we need to start utilizing those and using those for his good to be examples of him and to reach other people. And by doing so, you might not be the most liked person, or you might not be um, the most popular because other people cannot understand. They can't understand what we live for, but we can be an example to hopefully sow a seed in their hearts to be like, you know what? That person was always happy. You know, that person, you know, she always got through struggle. You know, that person, you know, he is just, he, he's a light. I mean, don't you want to be those things to other people? So I just encourage you to think about what's going on in the world and to find your part in it. You know, he wants us to live for him, but also to live in this life and to take action and to be all that he has called us to be. You know what? He wants us to love our neighbor as ourself. And that is truly one of the biggest things that has come to mind during this time. And it also came up again um, as I was seeking this message is Romans 13, 11. And do this, understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. And do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Just as I was saying before, we didn't, you know, God didn't put us on this earth for us to follow all of the desires we want, the fleshly desires that we want, you know, the sin. He wants us to live for him and to be a light in this world, to be a light in this darkness. So wherever you are or whatever gifts you have, really Think about how you can share with others, how you can lay your life down to live for him because you will gain it. You will gain your life. You will gain freedom. You will gain peace. You will gain understanding, which is what he wants. He wants us to, to seek understanding and the way to seek it and the way to truly understand is by living, you know, the way that he wants us to. So I hope that we can just go about today and the rest of this week and the rest of the month and the rest of the year and our entire life seeking first the kingdom of God. That no matter what struggles come out, no matter what plagues, diseases, movements, hardships, that we can seek him first. That we don't seek the internet. That we don't seek media. That we don't seek our friends and family, but that we seek the word of God first, because he holds the answers to this world. He holds the answers to your life. He holds the answers to all of the questions that you have in your mind and in your heart. Even if you're questioning him, he has the answer. You just have to ask and he'll show you. I just, I just thank you for listening today and for, um, 
just being a huge support for me and encouragement. You know, it's not easy to step out in faith, but it's what he wants of us. And I hope truly that I can be an example of that. It hasn't always been easy, but I prayed for boldness years and years and years ago. And you know what? There's no better time than now to use my voice. And so I feel the same for you. If you're listening, he wants you to use your voice. Use your voice to share with your friends. Use your voice to share with family members. Use your voice to speak truth. Not hearsay, but truth. And in order to speak truth, we must know truth. To know truth, we have to believe in him. Believe that he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. That's what he wants us to believe. And when we believe that and when we open our hearts to that, so many blessings, so much truth, so much freedom comes from it. So I'm going to end in prayer. And I hope that you um, can close your eyes or really meditate on this prayer because I want to open it up for anyone who wants to give their heart to Christ and to really start walking boldly in him. So, dear Father, dear Heavenly Father, we just, we thank you for this day. We thank you for our life. We thank you for the ability to have a voice, to have an opportunity to speak with our friends and families. We thank you for all that you have done for us. Lord, we, we, may, we may question what's going on in the world right now. You may not understand it. And you know what? We're not meant to. You hold the truth. You hold our lives in your hand, your righteous right hand, Lord. You lift us up. You strengthen us. You allow us to understand truth, to know what is right and what is wrong. We are so sorry for our sins, Lord. We are so sorry for not listening to you first. We are so sorry for seeking our own fleshly desires and not your own will for our life. Lord, forgive us all of our sins, Lord. Forgive us of the sins we do, we do not know we even did, Lord, for the things we've said, for the things we've thought. Please forgive us, Lord. Wash over us, Lord. Purify our hearts and our minds. Father, we believe in your Son, Jesus, Lord. We pray that we are to live like him. And we believe he did die on the cross for our sins. He took our sins away with that sacrifice. You love us so much in order to sacrifice your son. We believe in him. We believe in his goodness and his kindness and in the truth. Father, we open our hearts to you. We open our hearts to what you want for us. We open our hearts to clarity, to discernment, to encouragement, and to be a light in this world. We pray that you clothe us in your strength, you wrap us in your love, and that you sprinkle us with blessings, Lord, as we walk firmly into this world, shining your light, spreading your word and your goodness. I pray for those listening, and I just pray that you watch over them, that you help them to understand what they believe, that you help them to see you more clearly, 
that you give them, you know, a sign that you are there with them right now, that you love them, and that you have open arms ready to embrace them when they're ready. You hold the answers to all of the questions we ponder. You alone are the answer. Pray that we can all seek you and praise you, Lord. Love you so much. Amen. Thank you all for sticking with me this message today. And I just pray that you are blessed and that um, you feel encouraged to go out there and you know live the life that God wants for you. So feel free to email me, DM me if you have any questions or if you um, would like prayer for anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I can be reached at Desiree Siegfried on Instagram or feel free to email me. It's hello at Desiree So until next week, I love you guys.